Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. coming up in about 10 minutes or so. We'll talk about how the Blues handle their defensive court now that they have a bunch of bodies that are back with Scandella coming off of the IR. Perunovic sticking the, in the AHL for now, uh, but he was activated from the IR. So we'll talk about that coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. But right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by a former NHL defenseman, now a co-host on TSN's first up 1050 up in Toronto. He's Col- Carlo Koliak joining us here on the show carlo we appreciate the time as always man how you doing today i'm doing great boys how are you guys doing i love the fact that you guys call this a celebrity line (laughs) kind of makes me feel special today you're a hockey celebrity carlo (laughs) you're the expert on all this now i'm surprised that you didn't come on with uh, bells and whistles after that trade for the toronto maple leafs well hey um Great trade for both teams, I think. Uh, for me, it's it's kind of, you know, I always, every trade that the Maple Leafs make, I always come out of it with an open mind, but it's really, really hard for me not to get so over the moon excited about this deal because I actually I absolutely love Ryan O'Reilly as a player and Ryan O'Reilly as a person. He was one of my favorite teammates to play with when I played with him in Buffalo. And I actually remember the day I was in St. Louis on July 1st when the Blues made the deal for Ryan O'Reilly. And I was actually talking to Chris Kerber. And I told him, I said, you have no idea what you're getting in Ryan O'Reilly. This is going to be a difference maker move for you guys. And lo and behold, the first year there, he helps you guys win a Stanley Cup. So um, you can obviously tell that I'm excited about the deal. I think it's a great pickup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It addresses so many uh, it checks off so many boxes, and I and I think it could be a difference maker type of deal for the Maple Leafs. At least I hope. Well, and it makes a lot of sense for Kyle Dubas to go all out like that and make a, a big trade to get uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari. But Carlo, from, from the St. Louis side, I am curious. Like from a former player's perspective, it, it's very obvious that the Blues were going down this path of trading away yeah. these assets because of how much they struggled this season. But that's now three straight captains that Doug Armstrong has been a part of with St. Louis that they've moved on from with David Backus and Alex Petrangelo and now Ryan O'Reilly. Does that resonate poorly in NHL players' minds? Uh, it's tough to say. I, I always thought, you know, naming a captain and being a captain and having the C on your jersey was a little bit overrated, um, you know, because literally if, if you build enough of a culture in the locker room, there could probably be more than just one guy that would be suitable for the C. But you know, it, it can't go without notice, knowing that, you know, David Back has left as a free agent. Alex Petrangelo, obviously, I was very close to that situation. 
And I know he much he, how much he wanted to stay. And, you know, the, the business of the game took over in that. And you really can't blame Doug for this situation either because, you know, obviously Ryan O'Reilly would have loved to stay in St. Louis. I think he made that very public. I mean, anybody would have loved to stay in St. Louis. I think every player that plays there wants to stay there for the rest of their career, um, just from my own experience there too. So, But you really can't blame Doug in this situation. I mean, clearly he's a guy that uh, was coveted in the market, and as you saw with the return that he got, really capitalized on you know the return on the market, uh, considering who Ryan O'Reilly is, what he brings, and obviously what you know, the Blues were able to get back with him. So... It doesn't necessarily close the door with him returning um, based on some speculation that's out there. Um, who's to say how this ends up playing out for Ryan? If he does end up back there, think about how much better this deal looks. If he doesn't, well, then it's another changing of the guard for the organization. But I think the Blues did a pretty good job setting themselves up for this changing of the guard going into this season when they basically you know, identified Kyra and Robert Thomas as two players they want to build around. And I think to, even to my surprise this season, I would imagine to yours too, the season that the Blues have had has been a very disappointing one. And unfortunately, you know, in times like these, when you have these type of seasons, you have players that other teams covet, you got to try to take advantage of it when you can so that you don't go through a rebuild, you just go through a retool which is what I believe the Blues will go through. And that's what I wanted to get to with you next. We're talking to Carlo Koliakovo, former NHL defenseman here on 101 ESPN. Uh, the next guy that we all expect to be dealt at this point is Ivan Barbashev, given the value that he has around the league. And then, of course, the pending unrestricted free agency for him. Uh, the other thing that we're wondering, though, is will Doug make another move? There are some rumblings out there about the possibility of him moving one of those defensemen. Uh, Colton Pareko mm-hmm. and Krug are probably the two that have been bandied about the most often here locally. Carlo, when you look at the Blues roster and you think to yourself how they can get this thing retooled as quickly as possible, what do you think that looks like as we get closer to the trade deadline? Well, like I said, I mean, the good thing is you're not going full scorched earth. In, in you know making these moves, um, you still have a lot of good players that you could um, start the season with next year. I mean, you could rave about the talents that Cairo and, and Thomas are up front. Um, you've got some good young pieces that you can build around in Perunovic. You got some guys locked up in, in term with um, uh, Krug and, and Falk. Um, you know, that can, that can bring some, and Pareko, uh, that can bring some experience to that group. And I don't know what happens with those guys. I think at this point right now, if you're Doug, you're basically looking at all options. I mean, based on what people would be willing to offer you, I think everybody's on the table minus Cairo and Thomas and maybe even Bennington. But, you know, it's what you've done is you've replenished the, 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 um, the prospect pool cupboard. But you've also, now you've created ammo for yourself too, where, you know, I think Andy Strickland, we had him on our show this morning. I think he, he explained it best that not only would you have to go to the free agent market and look at, you know, recruiting guys to come there, which I don't think St. Louis has had a hard time doing in, in previous years, but now you're putting together a, a couple of good asset pools too to, to target certain players and trades that you might want to help accelerate this rebuild. And so, you know, look, Doug Armstrong's an experienced GM. Um, I think if there's a guy you want handling this situation, I think he would be uh, the guy most people would pick in doing so. And you just got to trust that what he's doing is going to help, you know, uh, replenish 
the prospect pool, uh, bring in, um, you know, some established players in the offseason and get this team right back into playoff contention going into next year. Carlo, you've played defense your entire career, so you know the position and how difficult it is. You've seen Blues mm. games this season. What has gone wrong on the defensive side for St. Louis this year? Well, just consistency. Um, you know, that level of consistency, that level of attention to detail just hasn't been there, and I don't know what the reason is for that. Um, I, I know just talking to some people close to the situation that, you know, coming into this season when, you know, you, you basically give Cairo and Thomas the reins to be the face of the franchise, does it ruffle a little bit of the feathers with guys like O'Reilly and Tarasenko and create a little bit of an off feeling within the group? But this team has always had the DNA of being a good defensive team that has relied on strong goaltending. Um, you know, the goaltending has been in question for some of the season too. But, you know, look, I, I think I sort of, um, you know, gave, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a heads up on the situation when the Blues decided to part ways with Alex Petrangelo. Uh, I think you're, you're, you're seeing, you know, the, the, the after effect now of not having that guy around there, a guy that, you know, could be a minute muncher, play all situation and be a stalwart back there. It just seems like no one's been able to, to grasp hold of that, that, that leadership on the backhand and, and be the guy to carry the group during those toughest times. And, you know, it's been a surprise to see how inconsistent the team has been. I mean, a very streaky team starting the season with a couple wins, then losing, you know, six or seven in a row, then winning eight in a row. And it's just, it's been too inconsistent with this group. And you combine that with the injuries that they've been suffering. Um, it's clearly caught up to them at this point. And, Ultimately, you know, I still believe in the coaching staff there. I still believe there's some good players there that can help turn this around. Ultimately, you know, based on the direction they're going right now, it's somewhat of a lost season. So see what you have in some of these younger guys. See what the young, the older guys can do in a leadership role in this situation because it'll give you a lot of information on who you want around past this season. Carlo Koliakovo is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Carlo, I remember I was with Jamie Rivers at the time doing the show, and we talked with you, and we, it was going through the whole Petro situation, and if we played the quote that you said once, we've done it a million times. You said, if you let Alex Petrangelo walk, you're going to be spending the next five to seven years trying to find the next Alex Petrangelo. We're now almost yeah. three years into that process, and they have not found the next Alex Petrangelo. They wanted it to be Pareko. They hoped that maybe Justin yeah. Falk could be that guy. They've used different roles from different players, the exits from their defensive zone from Nick Letty, the power play quarterback with uh, Tory Krug. They've tried all of these different things. It hasn't worked. When you look at yeah. what the market is right now, the landscape for defensemen that either are available right now or could maybe become available during the offseason, are there any guys that could be the next Alex Petrangelo for the Blues that could become available to them, in your opinion? Yeah, you know what? That's a really tough question uh, because as you're seeing right now, the trade deadline approaching, what's what's almost every contending team looking for? You know, a top four defenseman. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't, they don't grow on trees, right? That's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta walk a fine line when, when you've got a guy, you know, within your own team, within your own system, and within your own dressing room about what it would look like without him there. And look, you can't blame Doug. Um, obviously, he, you know, the, the team and and Doug had their own reasons why 
they decided to move on from Alex Petrangelo, especially with a guy like Colton Pareko, um, you know, in, in the mix as well, too. And like you said, he hasn't taken that step into replacing Alex Petrangelo. But, you know, it's it's really, really tough to, to see. I mean, is there a guy out there? Do you, do you explore bringing in an Eric Carlson? Do you maybe entertain the idea of going after Jacob Chikrin? I really don't think there's a, a, a you know a hundred percent right answer out there, but I think in this situation you got to continue to explore it. I mean, ultimately, when you find guys like this, you draft and develop them, and it's been as you can see, it's it's been hard to do that, uh, not just with the Blues, but with almost every team in the NHL because every team in the NHL wants those guys. That's why you know when you have them, you got to find a way to keep them as long as you can. So. Um, the good thing about what the Blues are doing, I mean, look, they've got three first-round picks right now. Based on what they do with Barbashev, you know, if they can find a way to get another high pick with them, they're restocking the cover of draft picks. They've got some good prospects. You know, can you package them into making a big move and bringing in one of those guys in the offseason? Or do you find that guy in the free agent market? Or even better, do you draft him, which for the picks that you're getting in, hopefully in a couple of years from now, you find that. Carlo, final one for me, and I just want to go back to what you talked about of, you know, that changing of the guard with Kairou and Thomas and, of course, kind of this retool that the Blues have been in. You've been around locker rooms, you've seen this, and a lot of conversations have been surrounding Kairou and Thomas and taking over that lead. How difficult is that for young guys who are kind of put into this position of, hey, the captain's gone, you've got a couple of guys still remaining from that Stanley Cup championship, but now this is your team. Look, I saw that firsthand in Buffalo when uh, Jack Eichel was there, um, where he came in as a young player and with some experienced veteran guys there, they tried to make him, you know, be the face of everything. And, you know, I remember back in my early days, you know, with Alex Petrangelo, growing up with him, playing at him with him as my D partner, and there was talk about naming the next captain after um, Eric Brewer had, had departed. And I was begging and pleading. I was basically saying, don't make it Alex Petrangelo. He doesn't need that. He just needs to focus on playing hockey. He can be a leader. He can be a quiet leader. He can be a complimentary leader. But if you put that extra pressure on a young player, it just it's something that no player needs. And when you talk about Cairo and Thomas, again, this is uh, coming off of an offseason where the team committed to these guys long-term. There was clearly a focus and shift of philosophy and culture with those two guys, but it's putting those two guys in a difficult position too, in a locker room that was basically held strong with guys like O'Reilly and Tarasenko. So did you ruffle any feathers? Maybe, I don't know. I'm not in that dressing room, but that's the fine line you walk when you put so much faith and so much trust in young players, you know, in, in a short period of time where, Ultimately, all you want those young players to do is just focus on playing and developing and being star players for you, and then every all the stars will align after that. So, I don't I don't necessarily worry about the Blues because you know again this has been a tough year for them, but they've got some good pieces to build around. Doug's Doug's doing what he can to to replenish the asset cover and and the prospect pool, and ultimately the shift in focus is going to be what this team does next year in being a playoff contender again, because I don't see this as a rebuild. I see it as a retool with some good pieces and depending on what else they can do at this deadline, they'll, it'll, they'll, they'll be, I would say two to five steps ahead of some of the other teams that are probably going to be sellers at this deadline. 
Carlo, we appreciate the time. As always, my man, a happy belated 40th birthday to you, and we'll wish you the, the best. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. All right, enjoy the next couple of weeks. Should be a fun time.